This episode tackles the issues of mental health and mental illness. If you or someone you know needs mental health assistance, you can contact the Mental Health and Suicide Prevention Helpline at 888-NEW-LIFE. That's 888-639-5433. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Hello Adult in the Podcast. I'm Shanique. This week we're talking about mental health and why it matters with a very special guest, Janelle Brooks. Janelle is an associate counseling psychologist and also the chairperson for the Jamaica Mental Health Advocacy Network, Jamhan. As always, get ready to take some notes and enjoy this episode. All right, Janiel, thank you so much for joining us on Hello Adulting Podcast. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good as well. All right, so let's, talk, let's start off the conversation with talking a little bit about you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you do? Well, I'm an associate counseling psychologist have been for the past uh, 10 years. <laughs> I've been doing this for 10 years. And I'm just really passionate about raising awareness on mental health and also youth development. Okay. And talk to us now about Jaman. What is it? What, do you, what is the work that the organization does and all of that? So Jamhan Jam stands for the Jamaica Mental Health Advocacy Network, which I know is a pretty... <laughs> long name mm -hmm. a non-profit organization established in 2013 and our main focus is raising awareness on mental health issues in hopes of dis dispelling the stigma associated with mental illness okay so when you sat down i guess being in the field that you are you knew the struggles that mental health advocacy was facing so when you sat down and decided to do this um, organization what is it mm -hmm. that was your fundamental hope for it um well to be honest the story is a personal and professional one in that i had lost a friend to suicide in 2005 and i was in the process of completing my undergrad at the time and i was um toying with the idea of pursuing psychology and I think that was for me the the light bulb moment that allowed me to make that decision but also coming out of that situation I realized <laughs> how little readily accessible information in regards to mental health and mental illness existed at the time and I witnessed firsthand the stigma because he also, before he had committed suicide, had been diagnosed a few weeks earlier with a mental illness. And I saw even within just the friend group, because we all went to high school together, I even saw within the friend group the <laughs> limited knowledge and subsequent you know stigma that came out of that situation so that for me was the reason to form the organization and then when i studied in the states for my masters um everything came together in terms of the idea and the need to do it because i saw the big difference in terms of just how readily accessible information was and how people were you know, so comfortable with letting people know that, oh, you know, 
I have a therapist appointment at one o'clock and you know, everybody's so, you know, yeah. casual about it. So when I was able to see the difference, I was like, okay, yeah, man, I have to do something about this. Yes. And it's interesting because I had a conversation with a friend of mine who works in the field of psych- psychiatry in the US. And when I was mm-hmm. telling her about how it is in Jamaica, she couldn't believe, you know, some of the things I was telling her, she was just like, what? How is that a bad, that's not a bad thing to go to see a, a therapist is not a bad thing. But, you know, I was explaining the stigma to her. But a part of the stigma, I believe, is persons don't know the difference between mental health and mental illness. So let's see if you can break it down for us a little bit. Tell us the differences between the two. So mental health is what we all have. We all have mental health, just like we all have physical health. And it exists on a spectrum. So, you know, with physical health, for example, you're moderately healthy. Um, Some people may have chronic illnesses such as diabetes or hypertension. Some people are moderately healthy and then they have moments of sickness. It's the same thing with physical, sorry, mental health. For the most part, we're all moderately mentally healthy. Some people have more long-lasting illnesses, maybe such as schizophrenia. And then some people have moments of illness, meaning a major depressive disorder or a panic attack in a moment, yeah? So all of us exist on different parts of the spectrum and all of us can move either to a more healthy section of the spectrum or not, depending on life situations and how we cope with those. So we all have mental health. Uh, Mental illness speaks to specific disorders and illnesses. Okay. And what are some of the more common types of mental illnesses that you've seen in Jamaicans? Um, The data suggests that depression and schizophrenia are the most prevalent. Um, I'm waiting... (laughs) For the research, if I was a researcher myself, I would do it already. I'm waiting for the research to back up what we have been seeing in the field, meaning in you know private practice and and doing our work with clients. That anxiety is anxiety disorders are definitely more prevalent than we initially assumed. Right. To be honest, I would say anecdotally. Um, I think anxiety might be just as prevalent as depression right now in Jamaica. So you mentioned um, depression just now, mm-hmm. right? There are a lot mm-hmm. of people who use depression as a buzzword. So I'm feeling depressed, but what they may be feeling is either anxious, stress, or depression. So can you um, differentiate between differentiate um, those three for us, just so that people kind of understand and we're not walking around and diagnosing ourselves um, improperly and stuff like that? Can you remind me of the three again that you just said? So depression, stress, and anxiety. Well, stress disorder and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Well, depression, depressive you know, disorders, mood disorders, relate to feelings of sadness and hopelessness and are marked by things such as lack of motivation, lack of pleasurable coming from things that would usually be pleasurable for you before. It's more than just feeling sad. It's chronic time feeling of sadness, hopelessness, 
withdrawal. Stress is a normal part of life. We all go through stress, but when you might go through what we would call an adjustment disorder is an abnormal, and I use that word loosely, or I should say maladaptive response to a stressor or group of stressors, right? So for example, right now you have COVID, you might have lost your job, you might um, have lost a relative, all at the same time, right? Maybe by themselves you wouldn't have such a response, but now you have three major things happening all at once. And you may go into what we call an adjustment disorder where you are exhibiting either symptoms of depression or anxiety or other maladaptive symptoms in response to the stressors, right? And adjustment disorders are usually um, short-lived, usually not going over six months. And then anxiety, you have a group of disorders now called anxiety disorders, and both of these fall. Both anxiety and depression fall under mood disorders. Um, so anxiety disorders, just very generally, are constant feelings of <clears throat> worry, anxiety in response to a particular stressor or oftentimes not there's no trigger or stressor available so you're just feeling nervous worried anxious and oftentimes there is no trigger or sometimes it is in response to something that happened your body and your brain kind of is always anticipating if that thing is going to happen again Right. Okay. Thanks so much for the clarification. So I hope that clears something up for, for some persons. And then another thing I've seen is that we have a lot of stigmas when we hear that somebody um, has a mental illness or something like that. The stigma that's around it is just, you know, unbearable for a lot of patients and for a lot of families as well. So let's talk about some of the myths that you've heard and the misconceptions surrounding uh, mental illness. I mean, I think probably the most um, popular one I would have heard, popular, using that word loosely, um, is that people who have mental illness are weak or that they're seeking attention, um, which is definitely false. And another one that we hear living in a fairly, I guess, religious culture is um, that it's not mental illness, is dopey. Right. Don't be take him up or whatever. Um, so those two, I feel like, are the most um, common ones. And with as it relates to the first one about weakness, I'll go back to what I said initially about health and mental health existing on a spectrum. And just the like how you can get the flu, Nobody looks at you and says, oh my gosh, you're so weak for having the flu. Mm -hmm. I have a bout of depression. Why is it that I'm suddenly you know, weak or something is wrong with me? Um, so we're trying to normalize just how we look at mental health issues because, like I said, not everything is necessarily an illness. I would say three quarters of the clients that I see now don't have any diagnosable illnesses they're just going through you know life situations which are often hard and they need help 
going yes. through those situations, you know? Yes, and I think that what you may just know is that is a very important distinction between mental health issue and a mental illness. So mm -hmm. a lot of persons, like a lot of times, you know, we all feel it sometimes we're stressed out. We just could talk to somebody, you know, um, yes. feel like you can't focus. And that's just that issue. You just like, as you said, the flu, you're just having an issue right now because you catch the flu doesn't mean that you're going to get a respiratory illness or something like that, you know, and it's the same thing with your mental health is what I think you're saying. Yes. All right, so we've heard the, the stigma, and it can be demotivating for somebody who has a mental health issue or somebody who knows that it's, it runs deeper than that because it's recurrent, for them to feel like they're a normal part of society. And the advocacy work that you and your team at Jamhan does is vital to you know normalizing that and to removing the stigma. So what are some of the challenges that you, you guys have been facing while you try to do mental health advocacy here? Uh, funding, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Because, like I said, we are a non-profit organization, so funding is a big deal. Um, the stigma also, I would say, limits our... Not necessarily what we can do, but sometimes to get support from different other entities or influencers are so sometimes you know mental health is not the sexiest topic so sometimes people shy away from aligning themselves with that yes so sometimes we have you know we would like to have allies so to speak or use influencers in a in a campaign and we kind of hear um yeah i'm not sure <laughs> you know yeah um so funding i would say the stigma also, just a challenge for us very specifically is because we are not, we are a nonprofit, but we all, including myself, volunteer with the organization. So when full-time work requirements and the stresses of life come, sometimes the team, what we can do is reduce because we all have full-time obligations and some people have children, etc. So, you know. Yes. So, so because we are a volunteer organization, that is a, a limitation as well. Yes. So when you when you um try to do the public education campaigns that you want to do and you face your funding issues and you face your you know issues getting the word to the to a large cross section of people with influencers, I do know that that doesn't stop your work. So um let's talk about some of the things that you do you are able to do. Well I would say i say this um sparingly now because we are kind of incapacitated but we generally have a a very strong social media presence and and promote a lot of mental health literacy through social media when outside was keeping we used to do a lot of workshops and presentations we also make i think a pride of pride ourselves on our ability to come up with video concepts. So, you know, if anybody's listening and wants to visit our YouTube page, we have about four or five videos that we conceptualized and um, came up with that some, one of which was on local television for a while. The hope has always been to have them run, running as PSAs, but of course that takes funding. 
Right. So we do a lot of public education through that way. Social media, digital marketing, video production, etc. Okay. There are some things that we can do if we're having some issues, if we're feeling some, we know we're feeling out of whack is what I like to call it. If you don't feel much like yourself. What are some of the coping mechanisms that we can use to, for mental health issues? Well, firstly, um, identifying that I have an issue in the first place, right? Um, because oftentimes that's part of the problem. People don't want to admit that they have, they have an issue. And then I cannot deny <laughs> the importance of professional help if you feel like it has gotten to that level. And it's hard for some people to identify if it has gotten to that level, which is kind of why I just think everybody should just do therapy regardless. <laughs> yeah. Um, because therapy is a very magical thing for those who have done it before. It is, you get so much insight into things that you've been going through. And oftentimes you get um, some connections, like you may go there for one issue and you come out realizing that you had another issue. Yeah. You had, you know, some unresolved resentment for this person or so on. It's a very magical thing. So I just think everybody should do therapy. But I mean... Social support is so crucial, especially now. So I think having people who can um, have your back and hold space for you, so when you're not in the, your best <laughs> moments or self, <clears throat> that can support you, even if it is just to be there. Because sometimes when you're going through a situation, sometimes, well, I can't speak about me personally. Sometimes I don't, I mean, I really, you know, I don't even talk in talking. I don't want to hear, oh my gosh, everything will, everything happens for a reason and everything will work out. Like sometimes I just want to sit in my feelings. Right. Which as therapists is something that we do recommend to our clients. When you see the feelings, feel them, you know, mm -hmm. but don't wallow. So sometimes, you know, I want to sit in my feelings, but I don't want to sit in my feelings alone. So sometimes you want a little company, but you don't want to talk. Like you have to discern the situation, right? Right. Um, having social support and having people who can hold space for you in whichever way you need. Um, physical exercise has so many mental health benefits. And I feel like when you are going through something, you need those extra endorphins. You need those, you know, you need those feel good chemicals. I think exercise even though you may not feel like it because of whatever you're going through, I think you have to push yourself in that regard because physically it will give you a little boost in your mood, you know? You have to do things that we know that work even though you don't want to. So social support, physical exercise, self-care. I'm very big on self-care just as a practice regardless of if you're going through anything. And that is not just getting nails and hair done <laughs> oh, yes. massage. it's not just that mm -hmm. it can be journaling it can be you know every day you listen to an inspiring podcast or you watch something you know humor yes. on purpose that that you are laughing exercise is a part of your self-care knowing when to 
to log off of social media when it becomes too much. Um, taking a trip, I mean, I know a lot of these things <laughs> are limited now, thanks COVID, but we'll have to be creative because self-care is, is paramount. Yes. It's, yeah. I, I agree completely with that. I endorse the self-care message. The previous episode um, that I put out last week spoke extensively about self-care and what I do for self-care even in COVID and even when I'm not feeling, you know, when I'm not feeling like it because it's a part of my routine, I get it done anyway. And especially when I'm not feeling like it is when the moment when I know that self-care is one of the things I have to push through and get to. You touched on a point as well that... Um, speak to a therapist regardless. You think that everybody should just speak to a therapist. And I agree with that. But there is also the issue of affording it. So yeah. there, is this, <laughs> there is this notion that therapy is expensive and only rich people can afford to have a therapist. Um, what do you say to that first? Um, so I have to admit that, yes, there are some accessibility issues and affordability issues as it relates to mental health care in Jamaica, will not lie. Um, the services, we would love if the services were more accessible, um, meaning accessible in terms of numbers and affordability in terms of you know people's ability to access the service. Um, but I have to say as well, there are a, quite a number of programs of course one of the unfortunate things about how jamaica is set up is a lot of the things are in kingston or you know kingston and Mobe or you know um so which is another drawback but i know in kingston there are a few programs that offer counseling services at at pretty affordable rates like three thousand four thousand dollars um I know, like, for example, my, I right now have reduced my rates for online counseling, like COVID discount, because I know that, you know, people are going through it and people right. don't have, you know. Um, so I think, you know, there are services available. Another drawback, which is something that we'll probably be discussing more at length during October, which... Well, the second week in October is, is Mental Health Week, and the theme, the international theme, speaks to accessibility. And one thing that we want to touch on is <laughs> insurance companies and them choosing, you know, either not to cover mental health care or mental health care only specific to like one or two illnesses, which makes no sense. <laughs> so. That's something that we're going to be addressing because we really want insurance companies, especially the ones that um, speak a lot about wellness and promoting wellness. We want them to realize that, well, a part of wellness is, is our mental health as well. Mm -hmm. Right now, to, to how I understand it, from one of the practices that I work at, um, insurance will cover depression anxiety, um, behavioral issues like in children. Right. And uh, I believe that's it. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't um, fall into one, if you don't have one of those mental um, illnesses, you don't get coverage. Not to my knowledge. Right. 
schizophrenia is, is included. I think schizophrenia, the medication for like schizophrenia might be covered under NHS. Mm -hmm. um, and then I know that there is also, you know, a limit to the amount of sessions. So, for example, the clients that I know that, that use insurance, they you have to fill up the form and claim back for it, etc. You right. know, right. all of those loopholes <laughs> and dread tape or whatever. Yes, I, I, and that's one of my biggest bugbears. Um, the and you touched on the second part of the question I was going to ask about insurance. It's just the accessibility, and that uh, that lets a lot of people just don't bother addressing it, you know, and it just stays there and gets worse and worse because they just they can't afford it, or as you said, the, the places for them to go. There are not a lot of places in rural Jamaica. Um, they're more centralized into the metro metropolitan areas of the of the country. So. Yeah. But there are places that people can go. And one of the things, the, bar the barriers to accessibility is just not knowing where to go. So let's talk about some of the places that persons can go to or who they can reach out to to get some help. Um, well, we are always here. Um, we're on social media, as I mentioned before. And on our pages, there are different resources that have been pinned. And of course, you know, if you send a DM myself or my social media manager will respond in terms of giving a referral list of persons in your area or setting up an appointment because we also have a network of psychologists and counselors so we offer counseling services as well um so that's jam han that's us there are there is sorry a mental health support group called mensana and it's a support group for other persons living with mental illness or their caregiver. So if you have a family member who has a mental illness and you, you know, kind of need support or advice on what to do, Mensana, of course, is now meeting virtually every second Saturday. And I believe they have a social media presence that should um, provide that information. So there's... There's us every, I have to um, plug as well that every, in an emergency situation, if that were to happen, every general hospital by now should have a psychiatrist on call. So if someone is behaving volatile, expressing suicidal ideations or making attempts, you don't always have to go to Bellevue War 21 the general hospitals should be able to, at, at a very base level, be able to respond because they have psychiatrists on call and then make the appropriate transfers if necessary. So, of course, for those who may not know, Bellevue and War 21 are our mental health hospitals. War 21 is a, a wing at, at UA. Bellevue is a specific mental health hospital. Um, and then in the Western region, Cornwall Regional has a psyche unit as well. So just wanted to just put that out there in the event of any kind of emergency situations. And then every health clinic, public health clinic, has mental health days where persons can go and either get assessed, um, get medication. Unfortunately, a lot of those clinics don't provide actual they're not set up to, to provide 
sit down counseling for 45 minutes to an hour. Right. But if needs be, that is somewhere that you can go to get certain things checked out. Yes. Um, one of the things that I do want to talk about is what we can do as individuals and as a Jamaican society to help to combat the stigma that is around mental illness? Um, give a little bit more grace. Yes. It's so important right now that we just give grace to people. Um, now, right now, this is, I mean, I don't know about anybody else, but I have never lived through a pandemic before. Mm-hmm. And I am not, even as a professional, I may not have very many professionals that might even speak about, you know, how they are dealing with it. So I have never lived through a pandemic and therefore I am not going to say, here is how you should be feeling. Here is how you shouldn't be feeling. Like you're going to feel everything and you're supposed to feel everything. So give people grace on the days that, and give yourself grace. On the days that you don't feel motivated, on the days that you just feel sad and you don't know why, or you feel anxious and you don't know why. I'm like using COVID as an example now because it's what we are all going through. Right. And, and I have found, and I know my other colleagues will, will probably agree, um, we're seeing a lot more people. I mean, when it first started, we're all like, whoa, oh, we're going to pay with bills, nobody not coming out. Nobody's doing any counseling, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I have I got like maybe five new clients in the past two weeks because the situation now has reached a level where people are not coping. Mm-hmm. And not just with COVID either. The thing and we can reframe it and look at it as a good way for a good thing, right? In terms of COVID is bringing a lot of things to the fore for people, like personal issues, because guess what? We ain't got nowhere to go. Right. So we are spending a lot of time with ourselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of things from past are coming up. And a lot of, um, <laughs> I said to somebody the other day, and I said this, but take it with a grain of salt. A lot of people are spending time with themselves and realizing that they don't like themselves. Mm-hmm. That's and true. that brings with it a whole host of issues. Yeah. So a lot of the things that are coming up now are not necessarily COVID related, but COVID brought them out. You get me? Yeah. Um, so big, give yourself grace. Give people grace. Employers, give your employees grace. If you realize that their productivity is lower than normal. You know, the students, I mean, mighty God, I don't even know how, if I was a student right now at any level, how I would be managing. So grace is so important, not judging people um, generally. Giving support when you can, and when you realize that this is above your pay grade, you cannot manage particular issue, lovingly say to the person, you know, I'm trying to be here the best for you, the best as possible, but I think maybe you might need to talk to somebody might need to talk to a professional and that's okay because you don't want to do the person a disservice by taking up an issue that may really and truly need professional intervention you know so um support is crucial listening to people and not judging because as i mentioned before sometimes people just want the company 
they don't want to be by themselves, but they don't necessarily want to talk. And sometimes they do want to talk and you have to listen to without judging or giving your advice. And um, knowing when somebody's pattern is off in terms of friend or family, when you recognize that for a few days on end, they're not their usual selves or, you know, they may be more withdrawn and you can then go to the person just to check in because oftentimes the symptoms are missed or we notice, but we don't say anything and therefore it gets a little worse. Like, so you may not know that this equal depression, but you know that, you know, session usually, I usually hear her in the gym every evening and for about two weeks now she don't go. I wonder if she's okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. That kind of thing. So you're not going to necessarily know, say, oh, it's depression or anxiety, but you know that something is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw something online once and it said, I'm, I have not been myself for months and no one noticed. And yeah. I, I saw that and I was just like, wow, isn't that something? Like you're going through things and you, the signs are right there, but nobody noticed, like nobody could realize that you needed some help, you know? So I think, I think the points that you raised are very important points and something that we all just need to do. If COVID is a unique situation in that we are all going through it together, we might be experiencing it differently, but some, most of the times when people have mental health issues, they're going through what they're going through alone. You know, nobody else can relate. But on some level, we cannot relate to each other. So now is a good time, I think, to practice compassion and to practice empathy and to not judge people and all of that, just like you said, the points you raised. So with all that being said, where can we contact you if somebody's listening and they feel like, you know, they need to talk to somebody and you are that person? How can we contact you? How can we get in touch with Jamhan and all of that? All right. So I personally um, am accessible on social media. That's where we all are, right? <laughs> um, my handle is just keep swimming 876 on IG, you know, like finding Nemo. So Ooh, just that's really cool. 876. <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies. Oh, that is and cool. Just keep swimming. Did you see the conspiracy conspiracy theories around that movie? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to take the image in my head. It's one of my favorite movies. And just the Just Keep Swimming thing, when Dory kept on saying it, I don't know, for years, it just kind of stuck with me. Like, even though you might not feel like it, Mm -hmm. things around you look this money, you just have to keep going and just have to keep swimming. So, yeah, where the name came from. And then um, Jamhan on... IG and Twitter, the handle is J-A-M-H-A-N underscore J-A. Um, my work practice number is 839-5123. And unfortunately, right now, Jamhan is only available via WhatsApp. And that number is 569-4192. All right. Lots of contact information there. And I do know that on the Jamhan Instagram page or on Facebook as well, you guys have um, like a, 
artwork that has contact information for like different yes. and different persons. So definitely, it's a resource center as well. People say if you need information, definitely reach out. Um, you have Janiel's contact. You can reach out to her. You can reach out to her team at Jamhan, and also there are many others that you would find on her page and on the her advocacies page when you go there. So I cannot say thank you enough, Janiel, for chatting with us. Thank you for having me. No worries. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I do hope that you found the information to be very helpful. If you want to share your feedback, you can leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast or you can reach out to me on social media. Have a great week and remember to just keep swimming.